Hey, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired or feeling sick and tired? Join the program that Vicky DeRosa is putting on that's called Live Like You Are Dying. She spills out this great eating program, a detox drink, get rid of your brain fog, help your digestive system and your gut. I'm joining the program, so can you. With my code, you can get 40% off. You go to vickiderosastore.com, sign up for the program, and the promo code, put up mic'd up pod and save 40%. See you there. A few weeks later, I find another penny stock. I buy that one. It was, 12, I took that same $1,200 to do it. I look up, I'm watching TV, commercial break happens. I look back at my stock account. No more than 20 minutes, no more than 15 minutes went by. And my account went from being worth 1200 to 7000 Whoa. That's what I said. Episode 75, I bring on my guy Blackamore. He's got a great story. This one, he lost 60 pounds in 60 days. And as a young kid, seven years old, he heard his cousins and uncles and aunts talk about how to make money how to be successful in life. And one of those things was the stock market. He lost his ass, but then gained it all back. Nearly $200,000 he gained back in the stock market. He talks about that. Let's get to it. Episode 75. Here we go. You got uh, quite the story. Think so? I think so, man. You know, I want to start early on in your life. I want to know how how you were kind of brought up and, and what made you... Uh, invest in the stock market and what made you uh, understand about your health and and wellness how did it all start the very first memory i had that could have led to any of that we were at my grandmother's house and all my aunts and uncles was over and this was kind of like a weekly ritual where the family would get together and talk about you know money and how things are in the world and different ways to get money how old were you at the time uh, i'm probably about seven seven eight years old wow okay awesome yeah and and, you know we didn't as we didn't have like a lot of money as a collective so um you know with that may come a bunch of myths and conspiracies if you aren't familiar with certain worlds but i have a random memory of my uncle saying yeah if you just take some money and put it into a stock and you may come back five, ten years later, and you'll be rich. They said a whole bunch of things that evening, but for some reason, that, that stuck in my seven-year-old brain. I don't know why. So as we fast forward to now, there's a such thing as YouTube and Google and all of that. I, I ended up getting this job, and the job was super easy to the point where we have a lot of free time and we had internet access. So once I would get my work done, I would spend the remaining 70% of the time on the clock Googling how the stock market worked uh, because this was around 2008. This is after I bought my first stock, though. This is after you bought your stock prior to, to 2008. I, 2008 is a big year because that's when the economy crashed. So was this prior to this? Yeah. So when I, when, when I, when I had the job, that's when I was looking into, that's when I was studying it for real, for real. I bought my first stock in 2007, the year prior. What was it? It was Pepsi. Pepsi. I, nice. bought, a, I, I, bought, I bought stock in Pepsi. It was like $20 a share, 20 and some change a share. And fortunately or unfortunately, 
within side of a week, it went up 20% because they did some type of bottling deal. And I, I put in $500 at the time. And what am I, 19 years old at this point in time? So I made $100. And within a week, without risking my freedom or having to trade my time for it. It's never heard of this concept. <laughs> so when I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So a year later, when I got when I got that job, and that's when the crash was happening. So the stocks was kind of like on my mind. And then my uncle's, well, when I bought my first stock is when my uncle's saying that played in my mind. So a year later, I'm studying the stock market. I'm learning everything there is to learn about it because I'm like, if I can make $100 off of uh, a stock that was 20-something dollars, that means like maybe if I bought a stock that was only, you know, 50 cents, what if that goes up a dollar overnight or goes up $4 overnight? Did, did you sell that stock to make 100 bucks, or is it sitting in your account and you're up 100 bucks? No, I sold it. Sold I, it. I grabbed that okay. 100 fast. You're, you're, you're <laughs> net net $100, and you're, and you're excited about it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So as I study it later, because I'm like, if I, like I said, if I could make money like that off of a stock that's worth twenty plus dollars, I'm, I'm I started looking in the stocks that were like super cheap. Like, what if they went up four dollars overnight? You know. So I learned all that. I learned how the stock market works and everything like that. And while I'm looking at stocks, you know, like I'm like on Yahoo Finance, and they'll show you like the most popular stocks at the time. So I remember like Ford being two dollars. I don't remember the exact prices of Apple and Ultra, but I remember they was much cheaper than what I would see later on in the story as we progress in the story. But in the meantime, I'm introduced to the world of penny stocks and penny stocks or sub penny stocks rather, which is a bunch of crappy companies. Most of them ain't even worth a penny, but you know, if they move up a little bit, you will make a whole lot of money. Also around this time, I was like hustling the streets and things like that. So I would, I would take that money put it into some penny stock and hope to get rich off of it. The very first time I did it, I don't remember what the penny stock was, but I invest, I, put, I bought $900 worth. The next day was worth $1,200. So I sell that. So I go from making $100 in one week to $300 in a day. I said, okay, we're making progress. Then a few weeks later, I find another penny stock. I buy that one. It was, 12, I took that same $1,200 to do it. I look up, I'm watching TV, commercial break happens. I look back at my stock account. No more than 20 minutes, went, no more than 15 minutes went by. And my account went from being worth 1200 to 7000 Whoa. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> I'm making sure my, my eyes aren't playing tricks on me. I'm refreshing. But no, first it said 5500 I refresh it, it goes up. I refresh it, it keeps going up. I'm like, yo. Oh. So at this point, I think I figured out life. Forget college, <laughs> forget whatever job I had and all of that, right? But those were the only two good trades I had in that world. Because from then on, I basically, you could argue I developed like a gambling habit. I would go hustle in the streets, take that money, put it in some penny stock lose it and i did this for years over the years i probably lost well over two hundred thousand dollars trying to chase the first high i got in penny stock world and it was years later i'm on yahoo finance and that's when i seen the prices of apple and the price of ultra beauty store was up like five times what i remember them being worth years ago when i first started and that's when it hit me like if i would have Came in with the original approach I had, investing for the long term instead of trying to get greedy. Not only would I still have all the money I lost, I would have 
five times that month. And I found that I figured at that point it became important to me to start teaching others so they didn't have to go through what I went through. Because, I mean, even to this day, it's people who the stock market is new to them and they'll fall for the penny stock or the option trading greed trap and do what I was doing back 10 years ago. But they're doing this at the age of 30 with kids and things like that. You know, so I, I felt like it was important for me to share that part or, or to, sh- to share that knowledge so they don't have to go through what I went through. Where do you get the tips on those stocks, on those penny stocks? Uh, it was different websites online. Um, it was a site like Investors Hub or something like that. Or I would uh, screen for stocks that would be worth less than a dollar on, on Yahoo Finance. But it was mainly like, I think the website was like Investors Hub dot ADVFN or something like that. It may still be around. I'm not sure. Yeah. When you say you were hustling on the streets, what were you doing? I was selling weed. Okay. So you'd sell the weed and then you'd go and put that money that you made into the stock market. Yeah. And you said that you would you lost like a couple hundred thousand dollars doing this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Between yeah, between that and the job over the, over the years. Now this ain't like in one wobble. Yeah. Over the years, I probably lost that much. And how do you sit today? How's your portfolio today? Uh, what I'll say is I made all my money back with interest. With penny stocks and... No, no, no. Not with penny stocks. I leave the penny stocks alone now. Now, not, can you be successful doing penny stocks? Sure. I'm sure there's a way and a method. But um, I, I went back to my initial approach, which is investing for the long term, uh, buying good companies, buying and holding them. Like I changed my whole approach as opposed to doing quick flips. So when I got it all back, it took time. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't like I got to hit like one big score or nothing like that. Well, that's the thing. Like if if you're investing in what you did right away early on with Coca Cola, you know they're going to be around for a hundred years. Exactly. So, so worst case, yeah, you, you you know, is there another economy crash coming? Most more than likely. Are we in the middle of it? Probably. But in two to three years, you know, you let that money sit. And I bet it's going to go up in value, right? Same with Home Depot, same with Costco, same with Apple. You know, these guys are going to be around forever. And I think I, I think now you've got the right approach to the stock market. I believe in that approach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are you are you day trading still? Are you option? Are you doing options, or is it mostly just kind of buy and hold? It's mostly buy and hold. I have to. I probably check my portfolio every few months. Yeah. Um. Every once in a while, if I get bored, I may do like a short-term option trade, but I haven't even done that in like Man, I'm with you, dude. I, I, I can't even, right now especially, I can't even look. I, I don't even want to open my app, my TD Ameritrade app, because the market is disgusting. <laughs> it's so <laughs> bloody ugly, and yeah, I just don't look forward to it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm a sit-and-hold kind of guy, too. I should have sold maybe... A month, a month and a half ago, I was told to sell everything off too, and uh, and then reinvest in like six months to a year. But I was like, man, I don't know, whatever. I got money in there. I'm just gonna let it let it ride and let it go. Uh, did you sell anything off, or did you did you hold everything? Oh, no, I hold everything. I, every company I buy, I look to I look to hold it forever if possible. Um, I treat my stock account like a savings account. I, I literally view it as a savings account because it's saving you from inflation. Your actual savings accounts don't save you from inflation because they're not paying you three plus percent interest, at least at your average savings account, especially right now. Inflation is at eight percent. What I do when I get nervous, I buy a put option if I don't have time to like study and see what's really going on. But other than that, no, I, I like to hold on to everything. Uh, the stock that's probably 
doing me the worst right now is PayPal. I have this. I have PayPal. I bought PayPal at like 110 bucks, and then it went up to maybe like 120, and I got excited and I held and I figured, ah, it's a long term stock. I think it's now down to what 80 bucks. Yeah, about about 70, 80 bucks. Yeah, I bought it at like 60. So I mean, I'm still. I know you just got to look at it as you're still up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still up and. Nothing to say that it won't come back over time. Have you thought about just taking your gains right now and and letting the market crash a little bit and then rebuy? No, um, I don't look to really cash out until I'm an old man. And even if I am old, I may still hold it and maybe put it in some trust and just pass it down. If I really need, if I really need the money, I'd rather borrow against it. So therefore, I don't have to pay on taxes and things like that. I really just borrow against if I really need that money. Mm-hmm. How about dividend stocks? Um, I hold a couple, but I'm not. It's not enough to. I still have to do other things as far as cash flow is concerned. What do you do for a living besides play play the market? I sell meal plans, and I just started personal training, or unofficially personal training. I'm in the middle of testing to get actually certified. Those are the those are the main bolts of what I do: and mentoring, uh, consulting. Yeah, your meal plan's probably trustworthy because you're a guy who lost sixty pounds in sixty days, right? Yeah. How did you do technically that? Technically, about yeah, technically about fifty something to seventy days, but sixty and sixty just rings better. <laughs> but um, okay, let's go back a little bit. I'm living in Atlanta, Well, even before Atlanta, I kind of started putting on weight little by little because my whole life I've been able to just eat whatever and not put on weight. I was skinny for most of my life, but at the age of nineteen, I remember. Uh, the doctor telling me I had uh, high cholesterol. Like, it wasn't stupid high, but it was kind of higher than normal. And to a point where he offered medicine, but he was like, you probably could just make some lifestyle changes and get it right, but it's kind of high. And at this point, I'm still skinny, and I'm only 19. Each year, I, my health gets worse and worse. I get bigger and bigger. And it came a point to where I was meeting people, and then they was dying months later. And these people, as far as I was concerned, was healthier than me, skinnier than me, but dying of health issues or some random heart attack or an aneurysm or somebody had cancer or something like that. Some of these people were big and had started eating right maybe a month prior, and they still would end up dying of a stroke or something like that. And also, my sibling's father, he had suffered a stroke. And he was somebody that I viewed to have like high intellect. He was very sharp. And after his stroke, he was kind of like a shell of himself. So it became a big fear of mine, like not to lose my mind. And, and part of the reason for his stroke was his blood pressure. So I got my blood pressure taken because a buddy of mine had high blood pressure too. So he had the machine at the house and he knew I was eating Waffle House every night at midnight. <laughs> mm. So we took my, took my blood pressure and it was like 140 over 90. My friend, he's spazzing out like, whoa, man, your blood pressure super high. Mine ain't that high. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, chill out. Let me call my mom. My mom's a nurse. I call her. She has the same reaction. And she says, that's stroke territory. Hmm. Hearing her say the word stroke kind of triggered me to at least try to start losing weight. So now at this point, I'm Googling all the different diets, the Atkins diet, and keto diet, and the military three-day diet, and all these other crazy things, and trying to exercise and all of that, and I'm still getting bigger and bigger. And after a while, but my main my main goal was still trying to kind of to lose weight. I was kind of concerned about my blood pressure, but not really. And it was a few years later I got my blood pressure checked again, and this time it was 170 something over 100 something. Mm. 
And I had gained like an extra 40 pounds since the last time. At this point, I'm like 270. And I had a daughter now, too. First time I didn't have a daughter. At this point, I have a daughter. So that literally scared me to life. So I spent the next couple of nights really digging down, teaching myself how to look at studies and all of that to see, like, what what am I really doing wrong? What's the fad? What's the real deal? And it led me ultimately to a whole food, plant-based, frugivore type of diet. And I never thought in a million years I would give up meat, specifically Wingstop or sour cream or my nachos. Those was my favorite foods at the time. And... I started to eat, and I started it off with a three-day water fast. I went three days without eating any food, only drinking water, and I broke the fast with um, with different fruits. And then from then on, I ate basically a, a primarily 99, a 95% whole food, plant-based, frugivore type of diet. I, I rarely even did any exercise, and the weight would just fall off. And I was expecting my blood pressure not to fall for like some years because I was reading it took you years to get in this position. It's going to take you some years to get out of that position. I started this in April. April 12th, 2017 is the first day I started my fast. And April 15th, I started eating again. I had to go to Atlanta for a family reunion that summer and I checked my blood pressure before I hit the road. And my blood pressure was down to like the high 120s. It was like 128 over... 70 something and just two months <laughs> i'm i went down there extremely happy i felt like i conquered life i felt like i could do anything because i'm like yo if i can give up wings ain't nothing on this planet i can't <laughs> that i can't do and i continued on that path and went on to lose an additional 30 pounds especially once i added intermittent fasting to the fold and learned about the importance of sleep and everything like that and i just i, I kind of just became a nerd in the whole health and nutrition genre and then I felt like that was very important to share with everybody. Everything that I learned that I find to be transforming and life-changing, I try to share it with people. Good for you, man. How Was somebody in your life giving you the advice to take medication instead of do it the way you decided to do oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what everybody was saying because I was also, because I, I had high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and I was also pre-diabetic. Both of my parents have diabetes, and my dad has high blood pressure. And I mean, high blood pressure goes through both, both of them. Blood pressure and diabetes run through both sides of my family. So they're telling me it's genetic. Go to the doctor, get this. And I never took a nanogram of any medication for any of my diseases at the time. And now, now all my vitals are in normal range. Man, that's amazing. Have you had wings since? Nope. I tried to eat a wing uh, maybe... Probably was within side of a year later because I was still, you know, cause I could cook, but and my family didn't want to go vegan or nothing like that. So I would still cook wings and stuff like that for them. And I just wanted to see if I still had it. So I ate like a half of a, uh, not the, uh, the half of a flat. And my stomach cussed me out. So don't you ever do that again? Hmm. That's the last time I tried to eat a wing. Wow. And you feel great today? Energy levels? I mean, everything oh, yeah. is, yeah. I'm, I feel like a whole different person. Wow. That's crazy. So plant-based, so plant-based. Right. Well, no meat of it. I don't do the mock meat, no none of that. Basically, I only eat food that comes from the earth. I don't do any of the prepackaged or, you know, beyond meat or whatever. I don't deal with that. So where what are you doing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Uh, breakfast, I'm usually just eating a bunch of different food. I eat three to five different types of foods. Typically, just an apple or orange and banana. And then for lunch, I'll have... 
on a good day, I have um, some more. I have a bowl of oatmeal, and I put different uh, bananas and blueberries in it with some ground flax seeds and chia seeds. And I eat it like cereal. I pour like some uh, some almond milk in there or something and eat it as cereal. And for dinner, if I'm out and about, uh, more often than not, I'm getting a veggie bowl from Chipotle or this place called Crisp and Green. Um, but it's usually some type of bowl of some sort. Or it's usually going to consist of either some red potatoes or some sweet potatoes or some quinoa with a bunch of different. Nice. Good for you, man. That's amazing. Have you put anybody on this program and have they succeeded like yourself? Uh, yeah. Well, they Some of them have succeeded a long time. Some of them will succeed for a while and they'll kind of fall off the wagon. And one thing I learned is it's mindset over, it's mindset over everything. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if I want to call this an advantage, but when I struggled years prior trying to, uh, you know, lose the weight and working my blood pressure the first time, my main focus was just to lose weight. It was a cosmetic aesthetic inspiration as opposed to my life. Once I was scared for my life, it changed everything and I was able to, to stop cold turkey. So I think if your motivation isn't damn near life with death, it's probably better for most to take a gradual approach and ease your way into it. And that's something I kind of had to learn as I would mentor different people because they, they would just have a, you know, I just want to lose weight approach. And I also know there's people who was dealing with diabetes or something. They tend to be more successful because they was more highly motivated. It was this one woman in particular who had diabetes and the doctors was telling her like, to stop eating vegetables because there was too much potassium she was getting and she was having kidney problems and all that and she needed to eat more meat and things like that. And I'm like, yo, the the protein from the meat is is probably going to be overworking their kidneys, especially as much protein as they're telling her to have and to not have the potassium. And then telling, oh, they also told her to, they say, for her to stay out of the sun, mm. but she was vitamin D deficient. To stay out of the sun? To stay out of the sun. But she's vitamin D deficient? You see, vitamin D deficient. They st- and <laughs> I forgot what excuse they told her, but I just knew that was. I'm like, because this was a black woman. Jesus, and you know, man. we. Oh my god! Yeah, and you man. know, we need a little more sun because of the melanin. So, and so when she when she worked with me, she seen improvement. And I'm and that's when I realized the power of what I did. I'm like, I'm, we have a certi- we have a doctor who went to school and did all the doctor things, and it seems it seems as if my advice served her better. Yeah, I love doctors, but don't doctors talking to me about health and and wellness? I, I I'd rather not. Uh, <laughs> my my yeah. my previous guest was uh, Vicky DeRosa, and she said it the best. She said that I don't want them telling me what to do about my health and wellness, but if I have a broken leg, like I believe in them, right? I have to go to the doctor, yeah, and they yeah. gotta give me, you know, I, I have to have surgery, or whatever, but. Man, if that 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 stuff just blows my mind when I when I hear things like that. How did that lady find you? She kind of already knew me, but just for me posting, I would I, I just post informational videos on my social media, and it, people gravitate towards it. Back to the stock market a little bit. If somebody wants to start out in the stock market, what would be your best advice to them? To start, I would tell them to get the brokerage account and don't think that you don't have enough because a lot of things, a lot of times I just say I don't have enough money. You got to have a lot of money. Sure, you say that eventually, but you can start and you can continue to add to it over time. So, you know, I would say get you a Ameritrade account, Fidelity account, something like that. 
and just start, even if it's just with a hundred dollars. I mean, because they don't even have minimums anymore. Back when I started, you needed to have five hundred dollar minimum in your account. Now you can just open it and literally put twenty dollars in there if you want to. <laughs> but um, you know, just put like a hundred dollars in there, and you know, maybe maybe you buy an index, maybe you buy the PEY index, and that that one pays dividends, and it's pretty similar to the five hundred and the you know the overall stock market in general, so it pays dividends, and it's only twenty something dollars, and every check. Take 10% of what you make and add to it over time and treat it as a savings account. Don't, don't treat it as it sounds counterintuitive, but it's not nothing to necessarily make money from like to spend or something to grow your wealth. It's, it's a safety net uh, emergency fund or, or something to build up to for a bigger investment later or something to hold to pass down. It's not necessarily a cash flow thing unless you're focusing on dividends, and that's another story. But start off with whatever you have and just add to it over time because the time is going to pass anyway. And whatever you've been, especially like if you're a little older, I don't know what plan you have today that's going to have you come up with this exorbitant amount of money that you didn't have prior. Might as well just start now, and because that compound interest is going to work in your favor. So open your account, put in what you have now, buy an index. And continue to educate yourself. There's plenty of books you can read. There's people you can learn from for free. There's plenty of good free information out there. I have information on my YouTube, my Instagram. I even have a free ebook that you that that can help. There's plenty of resources. Uh, but yeah, buy an index and continue to uh to educate yourself over time. Because another thing with stocks is not like a quick binary type of uh, outcome. Like if you bet on a like if you bet on sports. Let's say you bet a thousand dollars on the Celtics to win. If they lose, the whole thousand is gone that night. If you bet a thousand on a stock, you have plenty of time to figure out if you're right or not, and you can take your money back out. And that, and maybe you lost three dollars if you was wrong or something like that. Like you're not gonna lose the whole investment in a day. It'll take a long time usually, unless you invest in Lehman Brothers in two thousand eight or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you ever get in on that uh, Reddit page where they were pumping those stocks? Uh, no, I never was like deep into the Reddit community. That whole thing was uh, that was interesting to me because I felt like that's something we never experienced before. Yeah, all I did was sit on the sidelines and wait for a cracking GameStop to happen. It took a while. It took so long. I actually forgot about it, so I never ended up getting to it. But I was waiting to short sale GameStop because I just knew it was a, that was that's a pumping up. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. Yeah, and you know, that kind of opened my eyes to the stock market too because it's interesting, right? You you have companies like Facebook and Tesla and these are billion-dollar companies, but they don't make any money. And Uber, billion-dollar company, doesn't make any money. Yeah. But yeah, it's is it is it do they manipulate the market? Like, how does that well, work? Well, as far as business is not, that, that's just a testament to America – not caring about human beings, but they care about businesses. It's credit. As long in business, as long as you can show that you're making sales of any kind, and you don't have to be turning a profit, as long as you're making sales, then you will get credit. And then like with the stock market, since they had those stocks, those particular companies, they could use the, their stocks as collateral to continue to get money, to continue to market, to continue to get sales. And then they'll, you know, they'll, influence you to look at different metrics than the operating margin or the free cash flow and things like that they'll they'll say no look at it look at look at how we're growing and sometimes that is the case uh netflix ended up being profitable 
during when COVID first came out, I think they just became unprofitable again recently, though. But yeah, it's just that's just how credit works. It's kind of all fake. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fake. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. What are your thoughts? Ah, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't really don't know what to think about that. Elon Musk is just he's just one of those dudes who says i'm rich i can do whatever i feel like he really woke up one morning and said i'm about to i feel like he woke up one morning found out somebody was sensitive that he likes and says i don't like this i'm gonna buy twitter <laughs> and did it <laughs> imagine having um, that kind of power right right yeah but I, I don't as far as like a meaningful insight i don't really i don't really have one i'm just kind of watching and seeing how that plays out how about crypto do you invest in crypto I have Bitcoin just because of the whole scarcity thing. Um, I looked at it at the time I bought it. Well, so I first I started telling people about crypto and I got into it in 2017. And that was and so yeah, it was around a little bit before the summer of 2017. It was about 3,000, 4,000 a coin. And I remember how it shot up. And that was, I guess we can even call that a pop gun, maybe like something I, I've never seen so much hype. Excuse me, pardon me. I haven't seen this much hype around something before. Like it was making the news and people was mortgaging their house to get it and things like that. So I sold that December and then I got into it again later. I think Bitcoin is something and even if, and even Ethereum, I think those are two coins to have just in case things pan out. Because I, I could see things panning out the way that a lot of people in that community say that it will pan out. So it doesn't hurt to have some. Because when you compare it to like our dollar right now, like half of the money that's in circulation was just printed within the past 24 months. Meanwhile, something like Bitcoin takes a lot of time and energy to create. And they have it capped at what? I think 21 million that could ever be had. So it's just a matter of if we'll accept it or not. That's kind of unpredictable. I don't know. But I do have some. Since I have some, I guess I say you should have a little bit of a Bitcoin or even Ethereum. I'm, I'm interested in smart contracts and i know that ethereum is the energy they use for that because when i was looking in a study in trust and i was and you know like because like when you when somebody passed and if things aren't in order as far as how the wealth wealth and debt would be distributed amongst the family can sometimes be a mess so i'm just wondering how the smart contracts how what's the potential of smart contracts in a situation like that which led me to ethereum majority of cryptocurrency things I see, like Dogecoin and all of that is a bunch of tulip mania to me. But I do like Bitcoin and Ethereum. How about cash? You think uh, the end goal is to get rid of our cash and and crypto being our new cash? Uh, possibly. Um, because, I mean, since everything is digital, it's only right that cash, we get rid of cash eventually, right? So, yeah, that's possible. Uh, I think that was the power with Bitcoin. Uh, but we also have that. I thought that was also the power with PayPal and Square because they with the electronic transactions. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's why, I, since I can see it, that's why I, I think it's a good idea to have some. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. You got a great story. I appreciate your time. That was a lot of fun. Is there anything else uh, you want to touch on or talk about? Uh, I would just say go to blackmore.com. I have resources for stocks, resources for my for for your health. You have to empower yourself and take control of these things yourself because 
the the powers that be aren't incentivized to tell you the full truth of these things. They're depending on you to stay sick. They're depending on you to stay in the dark so they can take advantage of you financially as well. So go get educated and empower yourself. I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. It's been real. And those are my last words. I love his final remarks. The powers to be aren't incentivizing to tell you the truth of these things. They're depending on you to stay in the dark so get educated and empower yourself. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. I try to say those things, but I, I can't say it as eloquently as Blackamore did. Uh, that is so true. They want to keep you down. So at the end of the day, they can control you. They want to keep you down <laughs> as best as they possibly can. But educate yourself. There's great books out there. You can educate yourself. There's, uh, you know, we mention this all the time. There's something that's in you. You've got a passion. you got to find it. Once you do, educate yourself and get better and better and better. And he's doing that with his health and wellness. He's doing that with the stock market. Um, he's on the road to uh, being extremely successful. And that happens at a very young age. He was seven years old. And they were talking about that uh, amongst his family. So super, super cool stuff. Great, great story. That was fun. I enjoyed talking to him. Again, I want to mention the program, the Vicky DeRosa program. She was on episode 74. Uh, she cured her blindness. She cured her cancer. I'm not saying that it's guaranteed for everybody, but I think she's got a great plan as to how to be healthy and how to stay healthy and kind of put that as a lifestyle uh, the gut is very important. So what we're putting in our gut is very important for the brain. And so she kind of spills this out in a program. Uh, it's a, it's a three-month program. It starts on June 13th. And you can get started. VickyDeRosaStore.com. Promo code MikeDuppod for 40% off. So she has never done this. It's never been to the public before. She's done this at hospitals. And it's the first time she's doing it in opening this program to the public so i'm excited i'm gonna i'm gonna be there so if, if you're gonna be there i hope you are there's there's some zoom uh you know meetings or, or you know q a's with vicky uh, i'll be a part of that i'm really looking forward to it because man w- what you're putting in is extremely vital so i'll put that in the show notes i'll put blackmore's information in the show notes as well if you guys want to hit him up uh he's doing some good stuff so i appreciate you uh making me a part of your day you can find all of my content on Instagram, Miked Up Pod. Until next time, folks, thank you for making me a part of your day. No wasted days. Let's go. Let's go.